Well, welcome to Friends of the Force. I am your host, Brad Whipple, and joining me today on this lovely Thursday night, Thursday evening, is Noah Outlaw, the host of Kessel Run Radio. Noah, how is it going today? Hey, Brad, what's up, man? I'm, I'm, I'm fantastic. I'm excited to talk about those, those wars that take place in the stars, man. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not, they've been going on for quite a long time in a galaxy long, far, far away. Long, so they're, long time, they're gonna yeah. keep on going on. <laughs> Hopefully. Fingers so crossed. yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep it going. So Noah is gonna be joining us today, and we're gonna be chatting about the appropriately the Millennium Falcon and Han Solo and Chewbacca, those co-pilots, and um, even now Ray as the as the new pilot for the Falcon. So mm-hmm. we're gonna be diving into it: why the Falcon is important in Star Wars, why it's uh, amazing, why we love it. And why it provides some of the most uh, comedic, one of the some of the funniest comedic relief moments Mm. in Star Wars, typically. So, before we get started, Noah, did you want to give our listeners a little bit about uh, yourself and also Kessel Run Radio? Yeah. um, So I'm Noah Outlaw. I am the host of Kessel Run Radio, the fastest Star Wars show in the galaxy. Um, (laughs) Actually, I don't get why that's my tagline because we usually run about an hour. I'm pretty sure there's some faster (laughs) Star Wars shows, but I came up with it on the fly. Like, true story, I was recording my first episode, and I said, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Castle Run Radio, the fastest Star Wars show in the galaxy. And it just just stayed. But, um, yeah, so I host that show, and, um, you know, I've been a a Star Wars fan all my life, really, but I really got super into it about five or six years ago, around when Disney Mm -hmm. bought Lucasfilm. That's kind of when I got back into it. Um, and yeah, I've just been hanging out, enjoying these, uh, these wars, these star wars for, um, as long as I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're in it with us. We're in the, we're in the bubble. Uh, so it's, it's a fun bubble to be in though. And, uh, you have episodes, uh, every Wednesday and your, your podcast is also part of the, the making star wars podcast network alongside a, a a couple other great shows. So, um, it's good to see you, you know, in the, in the sphere, Happy to have you on the show today, and Absolutely. it's it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, um, man, I thanks. expect you to be the expert on all things Kessel, uh, hey, Kessel runs. <laughs> hey, I, I I will say this, you know, I, I love the Millennium Falcon, I love Han Solo, I love Chewbacca. The Kessel run is great, uh, but the planet of Kessel, I'm not a not an expert on. I still got no. stuff to learn, but but I, yeah. I, will, I will happily happily talk about all things Millennium Falcon <laughs> and Kessel. Shit, I'll I'll talk yeah. about Kessel. Yeah. It's kind of a kind of a trash hole, honestly. It's just a lot of steaming puddles and yeah. uh, a lot of spices, and yeah. that's kind of uh, you. Know, I, I don't think it's a place there. you would want to live. No, 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 no. it's if not I, where you would be the, taking your vacation. If I'm in the Star Wars galaxy, I'm staying around Coruscant. I'm maybe going to Naboo every now and then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I'm a city. I'm a city person. Like I like the city life, and I think Coruscant yeah. would definitely be the best. Would we'll stay away from Castle. Would we'll stay away <laughs> yeah. from Castle for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, we're going to get right into it. So I don't really think there's any uh, news up top. Uh, I guess the only thing I could... Have you read any of the comic books that have recently come out? Uh, in particular, the, the Snow comic? You know, I've read... I'd say I have not actually read it, but I've seen a lot of it. Like, they because they've been on Twitter and, like, all over the internet, like, the pages. I know pretty much what goes on. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty brutal. Snoke is... Um, uh, he, he's not a good guy. I don't know what you're, uh, what the, if we can curse on this podcast, but he's not a good guy at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, he, and then you know that from the, uh, from that comic, if you read it, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a shithead. <laughs> there we that's go. Yeah. Sure. He's a fucking asshole for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's what I wanted to use, but I wasn't sure. If I yeah. Was able to. <laughs> 
Hey, you know what? We don't swear too much on here, but when we're talking about Snoke and he's a he's abusing our boy Ben Solo. Yeah. Um, you know, he deserves every swear in the book. He does. Uh, Snoke, Fuck he's that evil. Guy. <laughs> all right. We got all the episodes so, out of the way. <laughs> yeah, right. So but no, it yeah, the the comic, I, I did finish uh finish it last night. I, I finally caved into comicsology um because I can't take the the panels being posted and me waiting for trade paperbacks at this point in time but uh, it is a very good comic at at the point of this episode coming out I think it'll be maybe an issue or two behind it, it's so good if you are out there and you're sleeping on these age of resistance comics you're definitely missing out cuz there's a lot of good stuff in there and I think it's definitely going to it's not necessary for the rise of skywalker but I think it's going to great uh make your appreciation for the upcoming movie even greater yeah. Um, depending on what could happen so definitely yeah. if you're out there check them out yeah and I, I you know i plan on i plan on reading them um pretty soon like a it's ray yeah. it, it's the ray and leia one there's one with or there's there's ray there's tico there's rose tico uh yep. and what's the other one is it is it is it poe there yeah there's a poe one which i just read today which is a lot of fun uh phasma finn hux all have issues okay and there's a special issue as well so, yeah, and then there's another issue, like you said, the Ray one, and there's a Kylo Ren issue coming out with uh, Darth Vader's helmet that's, like, kind of leaking lava or mm. something. It's, like, an orange oh, well. helmet, um, which I'm like, take us back to Mustafar, please. <laughs> please, please. I yeah. want to see Mustafar show up. I would yeah. love it to pop up in The Rise of Skywalker. I don't think it will, but I would love to see it pop up. Like, like maybe Kylo yeah. goes and hangs out there just in his free time, you know, he's sitting there, he's like, right. grandfather, you know what I mean? But that, that'd be cool, <laughs> yeah. you know, but... That could uh, be a pretty impactful moment. That would be, that would be, but I don't, I don't think that's gonna, I think we would know by now, like, you know what I yeah. mean? There'd be rumors and maybe even shots of it in the trailer or something like that, so I don't think we'll, we're yeah. gonna see it, but I'd love to see it uh, in, in the in the comics or something like that. Yeah, you know, I just want to quickly mention this now that we're talking about it, but just some wild, crazy speculation I'm kind of thinking of now. It'd be really cool if before you know if, if we're to if we're to think that kylo and ray are going to come together at some point which i think is the most likely scenario but um to fight palpatine it'd be kind of interesting if they each have their own like sort of um vision quest where like maybe uh ray is off somewhere and she has her vision that she has to face and it's of dark ray potentially and that's what she sees in her future and maybe kylo goes to musafar and goes into that cave that we've seen in the vader comics mm-hmm. and he has his sort of vision there as well, seeing maybe yeah. what could become of him if he continues down this path or what happened to his grandfather. And then maybe th- those two different visions cause them to be like, I have to change our, we have to change our directions and team up. Right. right. That would be kind of cool. That, that would be, be very incorporate cool. it. Yeah. That would be cool. I think it, it might be a little too much for the, uh, the general audience though. That's, that's one thing yeah. that we get kind of hooked on. Like, you know, us huge star Wars fans were like, yeah, they should go, it's Mustafar, and they should go to that cave that shows up in that Darth Vader comic. And stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. Like we would love that stuff, but then the, the but then it's like you can't get too far off course for like casual fans yeah. that just go only watch the movies. But I definitely think if you were uh, if you were writing this movie and you put that in there, it would be badass, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we got that in the Snow comic a little bit, and that's the great thing about comics and books; they can yeah, exactly. pretty much do whatever they want creatively, and, and we're just gonna gobble it up as our uh, exactly. our lore loving self. So yep. that's pretty much all the news, though. Up top here, nothing really is happening. It's a slower month. September is the quiet before the storm. We're gonna get yeah. our final trailer for the rise of skywalker in october yeah and tickets are going to go on sale we're going to get the poster unveiled which is going to be nuts Mm -hmm. and i'm hoping that entertainment weekly issues uh those drop at some point 
because yeah. I need to see them. <laughs> we'll get a onslaught of photos, but yeah, it's going to be a relaxed month. So let's just get right into today's topic, though. For sure. So the Millennium Falcon. Noah, we first meet this hunk of junk, the greatest hunk of junk in the galaxy that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. So we meet it in A New Hope. We do. Han Solo, I'm captain of the Millennium Falcon. Chewie here tells me you're looking for passage to the Alderaan system. Yes, indeed. If it's a fast ship. Fast ship? You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's the ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. I've outrun Imperial starships. Not the local bulk cruisers, mind you. I'm talking about the big Karelian ships now. And Han and Chewie and the Cantina, and it's just one of those ships that the moment we saw it, the first thing Luke says is, "What a what piece is of junk. junk!" Yeah, yeah. Five past light speed. She may not look like much, but she's got it where it counts, kid. I've made a lot of special modifications myself, but we're a little rushed, so if you'll just get on board, we'll get out of here. Yeah. You know, yeah. so right away our expectations are low. Right, and then one of my <laughs> so, favorite lines, one of my favorite lines in Star Wars is is what is han's response he goes she'll make 0.5 past light speed she may not look like much kid but she's got it where it counts and i love that <laughs> and it it, it 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 describes han it describes the falcon it even describes chewy perfectly like in that that yeah. line it just really describes even star wars like the whole feel of like especially the original trilogy like with yeah you know the like the the you know, the, the rebellion is beat up. You know what I mean? They don't, yeah, they don't, it's like they a don't used have, universe. Exactly. And I love that feel and I love that line. That's always been one of my favorite lines. So definitely a piece of junk, but she's got it where it counts. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I think you hit the nail on the head. That's why it sticks with us because it's almost like we can relate to it in a way because, you know, in science fiction, at least maybe before Star Wars came out, you had Star... I think Star Trek was before Star Wars. I'm, I don't know. I'm not a Star Trek fan too much. But, you know, a lot of those ships were very polished, to my knowledge, yeah. and yeah. very just, like, pristine. So it was very, like, hard sci-fi. But when you get to Star Wars, it's like, I can relate to that ship a little bit. You know, we've all yeah. had our kind of crappy hunk of junk cars that yeah. was our first car to start with. And um, we made do with it for as long as we could until mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the wheels fell off or right. the engine stopped. And I think that's why a lot of people just fell in love with the Falcon. They they related to it in a way. Mm-hmm. What was it about the Falcon for you? I want to want to ask that you know besides yeah. the Han Solo line, like what was it about that ship that makes you love it? Well, I think it's kind of what you just said. You know, it's kind of uh, we relate to that. You know, in any and that's what George Lucas. You know, George Lucas was a big fan of. You know, when he was a teenager, he raced cars. You know, and he. He got into a few bad accidents and he didn't want to do it anymore after that. But he always loved um, cars in general and, and automobiles. And he, you know, you can his film before Star Wars, American Graffiti, you know, is, is all about that kind of stuff. So I definitely think the Falcon is just like a car. And, and I think, like you said, we relate to that. And I, that's what I love about it. And also, you know, mm-hmm. it gives I love things, you know, you can you know, I'm driving, you know, when I'm driving around. And I see a nice, let's see, you know, you see, I see it in, I'm in Houston, you know, I see nice Lamborghinis and stuff <laughs> around and I'm like, that's cool and all, but give me some personality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Falcon has personality. It's, it's like, you know, we even see it in solo and it's looking all nice. I was like, yeah, uh-huh. I don't like it looking all nice like that. I like it when it's beat <laughs> up and gross inside a little bit, you know, just a little bit. Yeah. And, and that's what gives a personality. That's what I love about it so much. It's just, it's uh it's, it's fantastic and it's relatable and it's not. 
like you said, is not polished and it's not super clean and because most cars aren't. And, and I love that, you know, it's yeah. very realistic. Um, and that's the thing about Star Wars is it's very everything about Star Wars is some of it feels real. It shouldn't, you know, but th- there's parts mm-hmm. of it. that are like, this is very this almost feels like this could actually be a, a real place and a real this could be really happening. Take out all the aliens and and the the, yeah. the, the, the spaceships, you know what I mean? But, you yeah, know, yeah. It, it can feel real. That's what I love about the Falcon, man. That's such a great point. It, it it kind of is our like one connection to reality in a way because it's constantly failing and we're like, yeah. okay, not everything in this universe is perfect. You know, it's that classic, the rear, 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 that noise yeah. and I'll yeah. insert the audio clip here. So you all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you probably do know what I'm talking about, but yeah. Prepare to make the jump to light speed. <laughs> They're getting closer. Oh yeah. Watch this. Watch what? I think we're in trouble. If I may say so, sir, I noticed earlier the hyperdrive motivator has been damaged. It's impossible to go to light speed. We're in trouble. Where's our boosters? It's like that sound right there that's like, okay, we get it. Yep, like we're all rolling our eyes in the theater along with Leia and Chewbacca and C-3PO as Han's like, what's going on what happens this never happens because we've all been there when your car won't start you're like it's not my fault that's what han says you know it's like (laughs) it's not my fault and then then you get you then you're like what then you get pissed right and that's exactly what happens with han and so it's very relatable you know that yeah yeah. and then that's 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 what makes it so great (laughs) yeah so uh looking at the original trilogy and we'll kind of go through um you know the original trilogy a sequel trilogy and solo we'll touch on all of it but for you in particular what was your one of your favorite Falcon moments from the original trilogy, because it went mm. through quite a beating, you know, yeah. from uh, Hoth to Cloud City to the right. Trench Run. It's been through a lot. It's seen yeah. the years on it and the mileage. Yeah, one one scene that immediately comes to mind, and it's interesting because, you know, whenever you think of the Falcon, you think of Han and you think of Chewie, and nowadays you may think of Rey. Um, but, but one of my favorite moments, a favorite scenes in Star Wars that has the Falcon in it is the Return of the Jedi, the the battle on the second Death Star when Neenup and Lando are piloting it. And I love that mm-hmm. whole scene. And I love one of my favorite things is whenever the Falcon, you know, with that 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 design where it's like it's flat. Right. Oh, and, and, and it's in like it can get through places that most ships can't. And you see that in Return of the Jedi. And I remember seeing that and I every I would always geek out when I see that scene. Uh, whenever it's coming out of the Death Star there at the end, right after they oh, blow yeah. it up. And that's always one of my fa- – that's probably my favorite scene involving the Falcon and Return of the Jedi. But probably have to pick a scene that has Han and Chewie piloting the Falcon. I won't cheat. Um, I would say probably maybe Empire Strikes Back, the asteroid field scene. Um, that scene, the, the, it's, it's so tense. The music is great. You get you get mm-hmm. the you get the you know the the amazing uh, never tell me the odds line from Han you know that that's that that one is probably one of the most classic Star Wars scenes yeah um, and so and I and I love that one. Uh, what are you doing? You're not actually going into an asteroid field. They'd be crazy to follow us, wouldn't they? The possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. (laughs) 
that's it's a peak moment for the Falcon indeed. And, and to, to kind of differentiate it a little bit to hit on some other uh, notable moments. Um, I, I particularly always really like the the parts on Hoth and just yeah. everything leading up to the, the the asteroid field. I think of, you know, Chewie when he's like, hey, yeah, that's it. Right. And then Chewie hits it and he's like, oh, no, turn, turn it, it off. off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. It's just they're classic. They're just mm-hmm. like kind of stuck on this desolate ice planet. And Han is just so miserable. And he's yeah. like, I got this bounty hunter on my ass. I got Jabba the Hutt after me. I'm leaving Princess. You want me to stay behind? I know you do. Yeah. And it's just that like witty banner between that trio before they eventually are kind of stuck on the Falcon in space, getting the Empire chasing after them and yeah. having to deal with all these problems they could not fix. Yeah, Han, Han Solo is, is my favorite character in Star Wars. And mainly mm-hmm. because of how funny and, and how perfect some of his lines are now obviously Harrison Ford is mm-hmm. just fantastic one of the best actors ever and, uh, and 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 one of my favorite lines you made me you, you reminded me of it is is whenever Chewie's working on the he's on top of the Falcon and, and Han tells him something and Han goes hey don't lose your temper I love it <laughs> I love it I just love that back and forth between Han and Chewie I think yeah. it's one of the best relationships in film history and uh, there's just so their their banter between each other is great, and it's crazy because most of the time we have no idea what Chewie's saying, like <laughs> no idea, and that's what makes it so special, I think. And yeah. um, no, but that that those things those scenes on Hoth are just fantastic. I agree with you. Yeah, let's get right into that relationship though. Like you mentioned, the the fact that we don't know what Chewie's saying, and and that's what what adds to it. So their relationship in, in particular in Star Wars is just so it's so layered and and just so great. And it's kind of like a a man and man's best friend relationship. You know, yeah. we all have a dog or a yeah. pet at some point in life, and I think that's why we not to degrade Chewie to a pet, but you know, it's kind of the same yeah. relationship, same dynamic. At least that's why I love Chewie. I think yeah. of him as like, you know, the star Wars pet and, um, definitely, and definitely. He's, my, that's he's one he, of my favorites. That's definitely what he is. And Chewie's fantastic. And, and, uh, you know, he may be, you know, we might view him as like a pet. Um, but you know, that doesn't mean he's not amazing. We know Chewie no. is, is amazing. Yeah. And one of the, the best characters in star Wars and, and you know, and that's what how Han. That's how it is for them, because you know, and, and Han is laugh it up, fuzzball. He calls him fuzzball. You know what I mean? Of course, he's <laughs> his pet, really. They're but they're also just best friends. Like we, like I'm best friends with my dog too. You know, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't need anybody. Else. I got, I got, I got my no. little homie, my dog, and that's it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But um, yeah, no, I agree. That 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 goes back to Star Wars being so relatable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's so relatable. Like on on the level of the Millennium Falcon, some old car that you're stuck with. You know, you have your man's best friend. You got your dog with you. That's Han, and that's Chewie. There's just so many things that are very relatable, and I think that's what makes us all love it so much. And uh, mm-hmm. you know that that relationship is definitely one of the best aspects of Star Wars. Yep. We can skip a lot of little out of order here now that we're talking about the relationship of, of Han and Chewie as well. Yeah. So let's let's turn it a little bit to Solo. Okay. So I personally am a huge Solo fan. I don't yeah. know where you fall on, on the spectrum there, but you know I, I'm the kind of guy that just takes the movie in for what it is. And mm-hmm. yes, it's not perfect, but for me, I love throwing it on on a Saturday night when I'm maybe sitting inside and it's cold out and yeah. just take myself for a ride on the yeah. Falcon. Literally, it's like kind of what it is and. 
uh, Ron Howard being somebody that directed Rush. It's just so appropriate for his style. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah. the, the yeah. moment that Han gets thrown into the the pit and and they start talking about the monster like yeah they're gonna eat him and i'm like oh my god i'm sitting yeah. there sitting there in the theater uh i know what's coming and, yeah. and just that familiar growl of chewbacca which by the way the sound effects for you know ben burke creating that character mm-hmm. is incredible and also thank you peter mayhew yes. uh you know may he rest in peace mm-hmm. but Jonas taking up the mantle for Chewbacca has been mm-hmm. fantastic, and he learned from from Mayhew himself. So yeah. when you see Chewbacca come out of that cave and he's all dirty, and Han speaks Shriwook for the first time, mm-hmm. which is kind of awkward when you first take it in, but it's like yeah. now kind of yeah. a really funny moment looking yeah. at it. Yeah. What a great way to introduce these characters. Oh yeah, they're 100%. both thrown into the same place, you know, yeah. and, and they're in the same boat, and they got to work together right away to get out. Yeah, and, and I I just love, <laughs> I love the well. First off, you see Chewie. And at the point of seeing Solo, obviously, we love him. You know, he's, he's one of the most beloved characters in, in film history. And so you see him down there. They call him a monster. He's all dirty. He's covered in mud. He's eating humans. It's like, oh, I don't want to. I feel bad for him. You know what I mean? But you know that when Han gets thrown down there and they're talking about the monster's going to get him, he's like, oh, this is actually going to be his best friend in the entire universe. Right. And yeah. uh, it. And and and, it, and I love when he starts speaking Shirook. It's it's great, uh, and I you know and, and when it, like you said, it's kind of when you hear it first, you go, oh, they're doing that, okay, <laughs> yeah. Oh, they went there. <laughs> oh, they really went there. Um, okay, but I, but I love it. I think it's fantastic, and I love seeing them break out. And then I just love, I love the scene where they take have to take a shower together. That's so funny. To me. <laughs> yes, that is hilarious. <laughs> and also, like you mentioned, Ron Howard, and I. I think I'm with you. I love Solo. I take it for what it is. It's my least favorite of the Disney films of the four mm-hmm. that we've had so far. Um, and, but but that, I yeah. still love the movie, and I think it's yeah. I think it's really good, especially with what such the small amount of time that Ron Howard had to make that movie. Like he really pro. He I don't even know. I don't know exactly how long it was. It was it was less than a year. I want to say though. Like, yeah. yeah, because it was definitely, I think Phil Lord and Chris Miller got fired from the movie. I want to say it was like June. Um, yeah, it was right July. before D23 that year, I think. Yeah. Uh, I know they were going to announce all the new films or some yeah. of the new films uh, reportedly, but uh, they, they kind of turned back on that once that happened. Yeah. And so he had less than a year to basically remake this whole movie, to make this movie and yeah. have it, you know, in, in these Star Wars movies take a very long time to make you know or, yep. or really i mean they've they've been pumping them out in about two years but in the past it's taken three years and really if in and, and two years is pretty quick for the process so imagine having less than a year to make a star <laughs> wars film and so ron having that ron howard coming into this role and making this film as good as it was uh, hats off to him he's a fantastic filmmaker um, go get his master class on he, I don't know if you always see the ads, but I'll, I'll Ron Howard is always trying to get me to buy his master class on directing and I might just do it. <laughs> yes. He just needs to tell me a few more times and I think I'll do yeah. it. Cause I watch yeah. the whole ad every time because I can listen, I can listen to Ron Howard do anything. I mean, I just, his such voice is guy. so, he's such an entertaining and nice guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no hats off to him for making such a great film. And um, yeah, and it really expands. Obviously, we see how they meet and we get a bunch of great 
uh, Han and Chewie moments in that mm-hmm. film, much like the scene where they take a shower together. And so Solo is, I love Solo for that. And Solo just has a bunch of amazing things in it as well. But definitely highlight is the Han and yeah. Chewie stuff. Hey, and props to the Howard family in general. We got Clint Howard fighting uh, L3 and, and Solo as well. And now yep. Bryce Dallas Howard's directing yep. an episode of The Mandalorian. So yep. those Howards are doing something right. And um, and they're they're a good bunch. And even talking about Solo too, and in terms of the production, I know a lot of people might have slept on this movie and not and not seen it when it came out in theaters. And I see a lot of comments sometimes where people say, oh, I would just watch Solo for the first time. And it was incredible. Yeah, it, it is. It's a lot of fun. It's just, it's it's a good time. And you know, I do think it was a necessary movie, in my opinion. I think I can definitely argue the opposite. But for me, I was like, yeah, I want to see the Kessel run. That's always yeah. interested me. And what was the Falcon looking like? And Alden Ehrenreich, right. too, like did such a great performance Amazing. for Han Solo. And he picked up a lot of his um, mannerisms really well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I watched that movie like recently. I, I you know, because I honestly, I watch um, I watch a, most of the Star Wars movies once every two months or so. Like I yeah. really, I, I watched them a lot and I recently watched solo and then recently watched empire strikes back right afterwards. And you, if you watch those two movies in particular, the, the, the what, what Alden did with the character of Han is so amazing. Like he did such a great job. And, and it's funny because going into the movie, right? Like go like, we like, even when the reviews came out, People were like, Alden Ehrenreich is fine, yep. but Donald Glover steals the show as Lando. Donald Glover was amazing, but I think Alden Ehrenreich was the standout performance in that movie as Han. And there was all those rumors that he had to have an acting coach on set. And everyone was worried, like, oh, no, he's going to be bad. And I'm like, I, first off, I didn't buy that for mm-hmm. a second. And even if they did have an acting coach on set, there's acting coaches on sets of most films. They are, they're there. So it's like, yeah, but, exactly. but you know, it's like, yeah. it's like the reshoots thing. You know, every time a Star Wars movie has reshoots, they're like, oh no, uh oh, the re- big reshoots, <laughs> yeah. that's in trouble. But so yeah. it's like everything just gets blown out of proportion when it comes to Star Wars because yeah. those websites want oh, to get totally. those clicks. And I, and I, and you know, I don't blame them. I've, I've been on that website uh, grind before and, and, and it's what you have to do. Um, but it's just you got to take it with a grain of salt, and I'm glad we did with that, and I'm glad oh, I totally. did. I, I didn't get, I didn't, I was not worried, and and I definitely, uh, Alden proved everyone wrong because I think he was a standout in that movie. Absolutely, and and talking about his performance and, and Chewbacca and going back to their their relationship in the movie. Now, for me, I think let's go back to Kessel. We talked about how crap of a planet it is, so I think that's really where. Well, one, the train heist scene absolutely is amazing for their their relationship because yeah. they're totally misfits. Like one's really strong. The other doesn't know what he's doing. And he's pulling Chewbacca <laughs> back off the train right. from his imminent death. And he's like, you know, I'm going to release the yeah. thing. Don't do it, you coward Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And it's all this great stuff. But I think yeah. their relationship really shines on Kessel in particular when they go into the cave and they're looking for the coaxium mm-hmm. and Chewbacca sees his family. And and Han Solo is like, no, we got to go this way. We got to go this way. And Chewbacca is like, no, like those are my people. I want to help them. Yeah. And Han understands in that moment. He gives him the spear and says, go do it. And it's like, that's like, that's the Han we know. Like that's the Han from A New Hope because it's the same Han who ran away from the rebellion, took his, took his credits and went off and, you know, midway through flying away from Yav and goes, you know what? Yeah. Ah, I got to help out. I got to go back. 
And that's why I think Solo did really well, is they truly did capture the the spirit of Han, and and that's it's what led Chewbacca to want to be his co-pilot forever, his yeah. life his, his life debt. Yeah, the stuff on Kessel, I love. I love uh, everything. I love from L 3s droid revolution um, to the to to Amelia Clark, um, Amelia Clark's just just her performance first off in Solo is just great. She's amazing, you know. She's Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, she's, she's fantastic. And, also steals uh, the show in that movie yeah she she's does an amazing job so does like all the performances woody harrelson's one of my favorite actors of all time seeing him in that movie as beckett is great and i think he does an amazing job paul mm-hmm. bettany is great everyone in that movie does a fantastic phoebe waller bridge does a great job Fanny as newton. Fan, yes thank you Fanny newton is fantastic as well yeah everyone's fantastic um and, and but that that scene on kessel i love and and one it has one of my favorite shots of all time we actually saw this and the marketing materials. I don't remember if it was in a trailer or a TV spot or whatever, but when Lando uh, throws Han the blaster, you know, and they, and like whenever they're, 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 they're yeah. fighting everyone yeah. and he just does it through the air. It's such a star Warsy moment. You know what I mean? It's so great. And, um, the, but yeah. that whole scene is great. And, and, and the, the, when Chewie goes off to save his friends, you know, and, and, or save his, his people, you know, all the, all the Wookiees there and that, and you say when, when Han hands on the spear, says, go ahead, go do it. Uh, and it's I, I love sorry I love I just love this movie a lot I'm getting passionate about it but uh, Han in this movie is and I love how they expanded on that right because we know we see him in A New Hope say you know what I'm gonna go help and he goes Yahoo and after they, they blow up that star or whatever but yeah. <laughs> in this movie whenever you know he, he when he does he has that scene also but I love the everyone's like Han Solo you're the good guy and he's like I'm not a good guy. I'm an I'm an outlaw. You know what I mean? He's doing all that. He just wants to be. He wants <laughs> to be a bad guy so bad, but he just can't do it. And that is the Han Solo we've known forever since '77, and they got it so right in in this movie. <laughs> it's 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 uh it's now making me think, which is completely off topic. But in the in the case of Kylo Ren, if you're if we're to believe Ben Demption, which I'm a Ben Demptionist, it's almost kind of the same thing. It's like he follows in his dad's footsteps if he's trying to be the bad guy and try to be the Darth Vader, but he can't. He's still the good guy at his heart. But yeah. um, I think that does run in the Solo family a a, a good heart and mm-hmm. um. And that's Definitely. ultimately what makes him a hero in the rebellion. And it's why Leia loves him. It's why she falls in love with this scoundrel that she hates initially, but she realizes too, just like Kira does, like this guy's got a good heart. He's his mm-hmm. heart's in the right place, even if he doesn't necessarily know how to show it. And I think even adding to that relationship with, with Chewbacca, um, another moment, I don't know, this really sticks with me. You know how sometimes you just have that one shot that nobody ever talks about, but mm-hmm. for some reason in your mind, it really sticks out. So, yeah. For me, that was when Lando runs after after L3 after she's um, destroyed and he gets shot and Hansel was like, oh, geez. And then Alden runs away from him and Chewbacca just briefly, it's like two seconds, it goes to Chewbacca and he he stops what he's doing. He looks out at Han and he kind of lifts his head as if he's trying to peek and see what he's doing. And to me, that was like kind of the moment for Chewbacca to be like, wow, this guy, like again, like he let me save my people and now he's... He's being the good guy, even though he's always saying he's not the good guy, but he's yeah. going out and doing a good thing right here. Yeah. And, and moments after that, Chewbacca tells his people, you know, he rests his head up against the other Wookiee and says, I'm going with him. Um, this yeah. guy's a good guy. He's a good, yeah. he's a good person. No, that's, so that's what was that like moment. for you seeing all this build up for these two characters? Oh man, it was, it was so great. And, and, and one thing 
when when solo here's I had such an issue with solo's marketing. If if anybody's listening to this and it watches my show Castle Run Radio, you know I talk about this all the time. I had such an issue with it. I think they dropped the ball. I think it was the reason that uh, that it, that it bombed so hard. And I'm not gonna lie, I, I had pretty not low expectations going into the in, into the movie, but I wasn't. I was not as excited as I should have been. And so when I was sitting there in the theater mm-hmm. and I saw the movie, by the end of it, I was like, oh my gosh, this was so great. I was so, I'm so happy that I, that I got to witness this, you know? And, um, and, it, and I, I just love seeing it. And it was, it was fantastic. It, it kind of fell victim to a lot of things. I think just being released so soon after Last Jedi and also the fact that it was right up against uh infinity war so those two things in general were really the the driving factors and not saying again i love 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 the last jedi it's my favorite movie but and just in terms of actual timing um none of the divisiveness i don't think that had as much to do with it it was just the timing you know you have that december's time slot for so long Mm -hmm. and they eventually switch it to may and they're like oh nope this didn't work this time we own we own december from here on out yeah and shortly after that they switched episode nine to december we were supposed to get Mm -hmm. episode nine a couple months ago um originally on the original release date for star wars um yeah yeah, but they, they switched it and i'm very glad they switched it yeah yeah I am so too uh, imagine well, that if we had known all the <laughs> right. I know by this point in time, we'd be, we'd be, we'd be already on that. Well, I guess we would have the Mandalorian coming, but we'd be on that wait for a new theatrical, yep. theatrical star Wars movie. It's going to be, th- what is it? Three years. We gotta, we gotta wait. We got a long oh, wait yeah, after episode nine, be but, but we're going to be fine yep. because of these Disney plus series. I, cause at first I was like, wow, yep, we're going to wait three years. But these Disney Plus series, we're actually getting <laughs> more Star Wars content than we would have if we had just had a yep. movie every year. So we're going to be A-OK. Yep. Uh, and also, you know, obviously we have books, comics, like every so month much. really just coming out. Like so much Star Wars goodness that will, uh, that will, that will, that will bite us over until we get to, uh, to uh, the Benioff and Weiss trilogy. You know, I, I can't wait for episode nine, but talking back to, to Han and Chewie as well. Um, what what were the emotions running through uh, through your mind when, you know, we get to the Kessel Run and Han says some line and Kira's like, we definitely do. And then Chewbacca starts flipping a bunch of switches <laughs> and Han's like, yeah. where'd you learn the fly? 190 years old? You look great. Like, that is such a funny <laughs> moment. That's so good. Good going on. We need to divert auxiliary power to the rear deflector shield. We definitely do. Since when do you know how to fly? 190 years old? You look great. Chewie, get in. I'll help Ander. So what what was it like for you it's when great. Chewbacca so sits in that cockpit? The Millennium Falcon theme plays. What 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 what's going through your head? And and what's right. what's that feeling in your gut like when you're just like filled with so much joy? Oh man, it's goosebumps. You know that's what it was. I, goosebumps yeah. all over me, and, and and I was just I I was probably tearing up. You know, it's just you know 
that is Star Wars. That is, um, and Han and Chewie piloting the Falcon and that banter back and forth, getting out of some some tight, you know, some some some, some tense moment. Um, that that is Star Wars, and we were seeing Star and I, and I, and every Star Wars movie is so means so much to me, right? And especially seeing these two iconic characters kind of come to their own. Uh, for the first time that we know so well, it was a uh, it, 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 it goosebumps, and it was a definitely a uh, it was definitely had had me tearing up a little bit, and it was just it was just an iconic moment, and I uh, I'm very lucky I got to experience that in the theater. And you talked earlier about how you yourself you love a gritty beat up Falcon, and that is what we got. It is so mm-hmm. funny what this Falcon goes yeah. through during the Kessel run. It's just like the moment everything yeah. starts to fall apart, all of us inside are like, yeah, that's the Falcon we know. It's starting to get beat up. And you see the antenna, yeah. which I didn't really think about it until recently, but every single trilogy or standalone film that the Falcon loses its antenna. And I didn't realize in The Last Jedi, it also lost its antenna. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that until like a month ago. I, I just guess yep. I always missed it. So it's kind of yeah. like the running gag. It's like the Wilhelm scream yeah. of Star Wars ships almost at this point. Um, the Kenny, you know, like yeah. South Park's Kenny, yeah. he always dies in every episode. It's like the Falcon always loses its antenna. <laughs> right. So um, right. I love that. And I love Donald yeah. Glover saying, I hate you and I never want to see you again. And eventually Han wins back that Falcon with Sabacc. Uh, that classic game of Sabacc we'd heard so much about. And I'm yeah. assuming they never talked again until Empire Strikes Back when he says, you know, not after what you pulled. So what was it like for you who loves that beat up used Falcon to see yeah. all that happen just so quickly, you know, it escalated yeah. very quickly as Ron Burgundy would say. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was, it was, it was great to see, uh, I, you know, cause whenever we did originally see the very clean, pristine Falcon in the trailers, we were like, um, all right, so how are they going to explain how it looks, why it looks so disgusting by the time we see it in episode four. And uh, yeah. we definitely got an explanation. And it, you know, and originally we saw that we were like, wow, Han really didn't take care of it over the years. No, all that happened over the course of about an hour. Uh, it really, it really just got <laughs> the shit beat out of it. And like over, yeah. the, you know, just, just a short amount of time. Um, but no, it, it was great. And I love, I just, it gives it, it gives the Falcon more personality. Um, and that's how I mentioned at the beginning of the show. That's one of my favorite things about the Falcon. I think it has its personality is great and it's character in its own. You know, it, the, the Falcon is a character mm-hmm. and uh, we love seeing it. And and, yeah. and it's it's my favorite ship in Star Wars. Um, it, it's it's just means a lot to me and it's iconic. And and you mentioned the um, when 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 Lando says, I hate you. I never want to see you again. One of my favorite lines is when Han goes I know. Uh, he tells him I know, and it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's so. I mean, obviously, it's so Han because yeah. we know, we know. Obviously, the, the the famous I I love you. I know, and and it was a little like it was a little fan service. Yeah. Like okay, Han's gonna say I know, but I loved it. I thought it was fantastic, and uh, yeah, man. It, it seeing the Falcon, seeing that scene, seeing the Kessel Run uh, means a lot to me. You know, I'm the host of Kessel run radio. So obviously <laughs> it means, uh, means a lot to me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they were listening to my podcast, you know, maybe there's only one radio station that, that you can tune into yeah. during the Kessel while, you, while you're making the Kessel run. <laughs> and then they turn me on and I'm just sitting there, you know, yeah. talking about, <laughs> talking about something, talking about something that happens like 40, <laughs> 50 years in the future from them. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm talking about the, the last Jedi. Yeah. And they're like, 
who's Ray? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and two another another great line by Alden Ehrenreich again. Ehrenreich's execution of of his lines and his delivery are just mm-hmm. so well timed. And when he's like, yeah, "Hey, yeah. I just made the Kelso run in less than twelve parsecs," and Chewbacca says something, he goes, "Not if you're round down, buddy." I'm like, that is such a funny little detail <laughs> to add. Like we just think he's yeah. just gonna say that, yeah. and that's it. But just to add that little unexpected quip is just it, it just adds that much yeah. more humor to it. So um, I really enjoyed the whole Castle Run sequence. It's my favorite thing. And when I saw a preview clip for it before the movie came out, I, I realized like this was the movie I want. So yeah, that's that's what we got with Solo and, and the Falcon. And now going to the sequel trilogy though. So that I mean that's a pretty I don't know about you, but you know the first time we truly see the Millennium Falcon in the sequel trilogy is Thanksgiving uh, Friday after Thanksgiving. 2014 yep we get that force awakens trailer and lo behold we yep. hear snoke go the dark side and the light flying it's going upside down you see sand you're like oh my god is that tatooine and then the tie fighters come at it you're like oh what just god, happened it's it's fantastic it's incredible it's... so like where were you when you watched that trailer oh, and how, how exciting was it for you to see the falcon back in in action yeah well so i remember the day very well um i woke up so i don't know if you remember this detail but they had announced that it would be showing in uh, certain theaters across the country before every movie. So the before it, before it dropped online. So basically I was like, okay, well I'm going to go. And so I, I, I live in Houston. So I went and I looked up, there was a theater in Houston. It was, I lived 45 minutes away from it, but I said, Nope, I'm going to see this thing for the first time on the big screen. <laughs> so I drove 45 minutes. I woke up yeah. super early, went to the first show time the theater had. Which was uh, which was Gone Girl with Ben Affleck, and I went and watched it, <laughs> and I was actually excited for Gone Girl. I was I was like I was like oh that, that works out I'll get to watch the <laughs> Force Awakens trailer and then watch Gone Girl it's fantastic. Anyway, so I'm sitting in the theater, uh, I'm sitting I'm sitting in the theater and it, it obviously like I'm waiting all the trailers that come in it's like just like stupid whatever movies I'm like oh my god come on and then I'm sitting in the theater. And I just hear the, the slight like the the and then like and then I just see the desert yeah, the shot John and Williams I tingle. Yeah, I immediately <laughs> tensed up and I said, "Oh my God, it's tattooing!" And then I, then then I then you hear, <laughs> "Wait, what does he? What does Snoke say?" Oh, he's like, "There's been an awakening. Have you felt it?" And I was like, "Oh my God, what is going on?" And I immediately went, "That's Andy Circus. <laughs> that is Andy Circus, one hundred percent." And that whole yeah. trailer. You should have. I mean, I figured you were probably doing the same thing. Most of the people listening to this podcast were probably doing the same thing. I'm sitting there like shaking. I'm like getting all giddy, and uh, and it was it was great, man. And and I I I mentioned I was excited for Gone Girl, but I I missed the first 30 minutes of it because I wa- I had to walk out into the lobby and watch it literally six more times, and I probably tweeted <laughs> 37 times within a span of 10 minutes. Uh, when that when that trailer came out, <laughs> but um, no man, it was great and seeing oh the Falcon, seeing the Falcon, yeah. just it's it was the the highlight of the trailer. 
Um, that and it was either it's either the Falcon or Kylo. Seeing Kylo Ren's lightsaber for the first time, um, and yeah. it's it's it was it was amazing. It was fantastic, uh, and it's it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Uh, that I mean, just that weight that that you know the the wait for the Force Awakens was so long, but it it was probably some of the like it was the, some of the most fun times I've had as a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm leading up to that movie because just the the wait for it and and just being so excited and and in this community uh for you know which this community means a lot to me i have a t- i've made so many of my friends in this community you know i get star wars celebration you get to see all, all everybody um and it, it's just it means so much to me and that wait uh, that build up for the force awakens um with everyone that i'm still friends with to this day and, and everyone in this community was great and it was so much fun and so when mm-hmm. i think about that trailer i just think about the build-up and how fun it was and it uh it, it really it, it's fun to think about it but also and then we get the movie and it's just amazing i love the force awakens my yeah. second favorite star wars movie um and uh, and so yeah man seeing seeing the falcon in that trailer was definitely one of my uh probably one of <laughs> my favorite moments ever yeah, and I think you and a lot of other people, myself included, because for me, what was going through my head, and I again, I love the prequels, but there's just something, again, that's like the used universe feeling that the original trilogy had, which made it kind of special, yeah. whereas the prequels is very like fine-tuned, and it's a way different universe, the Republic's in its prime, so it's just a different tone. So to yeah. finally see this hunk of junk back in the trailer, something that we didn't get during the prequels, I was like, oh my God, like this is new footage of the Millennium Falcon flying. Holy crap. I cannot believe what I'm seeing right now. So, and then just to have that familiar Star Wars theme and being like, who is flying the Falcon first off? I was convinced it was Han Solo. And to eventually get to The Force Awakens now, let's talk about that scene where we get introduced. You know, we're, we're going on, you know, 20 to 25 minutes. We're getting a lot of really fantastic introductions to our new cast of characters. And, you know, we get... TIE Fighters chasing after Finn and Rey. Follow me. We cannot run them! We might! In that quad jumper! Hey, we need a pilot! We've got one! You! What about that ship? That one's garbage! Garbage will do. Never in my freaking life did I think they would pull a stunt like that to just completely make <laughs> us forget about this like supposed ship off screen for a couple seconds. I didn't even think anything of it. I did yeah. not even think so. It took me by complete surprise when the camera pans left and yeah. and you hear. And I'm like, oh my god! Yeah. I'm like starting oh, to cry. It's, it's it was. Uh, I'm getting like emotional thinking about it right yeah. now. Yeah. But such yeah, an appropriate introduction. Too, man. It's it's great. And uh, what you said, like just like you said, you know, you're, they're running that ship's garbage. And I'm like, oh, they're gonna get on that ship now. That's cool. And then they're gonna get on that ship and they're gonna fly out. And then and then they're gonna meet up with Han Solo somewhere. He's gonna be flying the Millennium Falcon. That's how I expected to expected it to go down. And, and then it, obviously the TIE fighter blows it up. And like you said, the, the music, dun, 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 and then they, they get on. And she's like, 
He's like, uh, you ever fly this thing? She's like, no, this ship hasn't flown in years. And it's like, oh my gosh, it hasn't flown in years. Oh my, it's just, every, it's so overwhelming. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, we're really back. We're yeah. back here. This is the Millennium Falcon. It hasn't flown in years. These two new characters are, are flying it. And then you're like, where's Han Solo? Where's Chewbacca? Why has it been here for yeah. so long? Why does Uncar Plutt yeah. have it? You know, the portion man was actually probably were <laughs> calling at that man. point, but you know, it, but uh, yeah, man, it, 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 it that was such a fantastic moment, and um, I, I just thinking about it, you know, obviously it gets me emotional and gets me uh, gets me just excited. I just yeah. think about Star Wars and I get super excited for the future of of everything for Episode Nine and yeah. everything else we're gonna get in the future. It's funny too uh, to bring it all back to George's famous. It's like poetry. I can't do his voice. I'm so bad at it. I'm. I even apologize for trying. But it's funny because in A New Hope, Luke's first line about the Falcon when we first see it is "What a piece of junk," and raises that ship's garbage. They're, they're literally like, it's like it's carrying that same feel about the Falcon. Like everybody thinks it's a piece of shit. Like yeah. let's just get on the same page here. So yeah. to have her fly the Falcon the way she because did it too, is yeah it is a piece of shit. I mean it is, but that's why it's so amazing and that's why it's so fun to watch it and you're like in moments where any other ship would work fine they'll be able to go to light speed no the millennium falcon's like no i'm tired right now and then you're like no 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 and hans i gotta go fix it and that's what makes it the millennium falcon it's a piece of junk but we love it and that's what star wars is really yeah yeah definitely and you know i i Ray, I'm assuming, I don't know if this has ever been explored in other um, novels, but, you know, she says that ship hasn't flown in years, which makes me think she's either seen it fly or she flown it herself, which is kind of funny to think about. You know, maybe she flew it one time and was just like, wow, this thing yeah. is a piece of crap. Like, I'm never flying this again. So it's even more comedic than yeah. like, that's what she's left with at that point. It's kind of like right. that classic eye roll. It's like, oh, God, I got to fly this ship. And for JJ to bring back something as simple yeah. as just the little red screens with the grids on them and another one of a classic, uh, you know, classic, speaking of a classic Millennium Falcon moment, uh, those turrets and sitting in them and, and Finn getting so excited and then both going, you know, I can do yeah. this, I can do this. And that to me too was a lot of really great character yeah. development, something even kind of mirroring Han's first uh, piloting of the Millennium Falcon in Solo where he kind of, he jumps in the chair, he doesn't take off immediately, but he's kind of like, sitting there and he looks around and I'm sure he's thinking the same thing in his head. Like I can do this. It's like something about that cockpit. Like when you step yeah. into it and I'm sure a lot of people are feeling that way at galaxy's edge yeah. too. There's just something special about all the levers and all the buttons and, <laughs> yeah, and everything. So, so I was speaking of galaxy's edge. It's, I just can't wait to go. I think I'm going to be there within the next, next couple months. I'm trying to anchor down some plans, but that's, you know, speaking of them of the millennium Falcon. I mean, that's such a unique and ex- unique experience that fans are that fans have there now and then are able to fly the falcon like that is bucket list stuff yeah and uh yeah i'm so excited I, I, not to get off topic but galaxy's edge is so happy that you know it's open now and mm-hmm. fans are getting to experience it and i'm just i'm hoping i get to experience it pretty soon yeah yeah, not not off topic at all. Very much in the realm. This is all Star Wars talk here on this show. So whatever you want to talk about, it's all game. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's really exciting for you. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm so glad they did add that addition though to to Galaxy's Edge. It's so important. And again, it it speaks to like this this ship is more than a ship. It's a character in the franchise. I don't think Star Wars yeah. would be the same without the Falcon or something like the Falcon. Just the idea of again yeah. that 
that oh, hunk of junk ship we can all relate to with our crappy used cars that we grew up driving as teenagers um, with our friends and hoping it wouldn't break down and have to call mom and dad, you know, that sort of thing. So it's just classic and, and mm-hmm. it's definitely outrun its fair share of Imperial Star Destroyers. So with the, with the sequel trilogy in particular, what is your favorite Falcon moment so far? I know we got one more movie to go, so I'm hoping we'll add a, another one. We even got one in the trailer mm-hmm. with Lando giving his good old Lando laugh and flying. He's back in the cockpit after all this time. Right, right. I bet he's laughing because Han's dead, <laughs> secretly. He's like, ha, ha, I got it back. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, finally, he's like, who got the last laugh, buddy? But, uh, <laughs> he's like, how about that green no, Cylon favorite, car now? <laughs> my, <laughs> my favorite sequel trilogy, Millennium Falcon moment, um, is probably... Oh man, that's that's a, it's really that's hard, man. It's it's a really hard one, but I probably have to say there's there's two, right? There's in the Force Awakens when they go, Ray and Fan are, are on Jakku and they're getting chased by the Tie Fighters when they go inside of the Super Star Destroyer, right? Yeah. That when they're flying inside of that Star Destroyer, that is some of the coolest. And, and and the best scenes in Star Wars. Yeah. Like, just, it's so, like, you would never think in a million years that we'd see a big, crashed Star Destroyer on the ground and the Millennium Falcon flying through it. You would never, you would never imagine. And, and J.J. and Lawrence Kasdan came up with that, and I'm so glad they did, because that's one of my favorite things in Star Wars. Get ready! Okay! For what? Also, you know, obviously the Chewie were home in line is, is, is amazing. And, but what I loved the most and what impacted me more is, uh, is, is seeing Luke walk in there the first time or whenever they're on Octo in, in, in the last Jedi. And when he walks in there, then he sees R2 and R2 is, he's telling R2, he's like, I wish I could make you understand. And then R2 plays the, uh, Princess Leia's message from a new hope. That is probably one of the, most one of my favorite scenes involving the falcon ever it might be my favorite honestly mm-hmm. um and and especially in the sequel trilogy and the last jedi is just amazing right it, it, you know that movie is fantastic it gives us great moments like that yeah and that that's one of the best scenes in star wars one of the most emotional scenes in star wars and really just really just special to me and so I'd say my favorite moment is probably that one, especially in, especially in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that is such a great moment. It was one of the moments we saw too in the trailer and, and in my mind again, I'm just like, I don't know who's yeah. flying that ship. So uh, to finally get that scene and I was you, like, this you is want to know insane. something funny. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I remember being in, I will, I, I was watching, we were before the show started, we were talking about baseball a little bit. I was watching the World Series of Baseball with the Astros were playing. I think it, it was the night that it was the night of Game 7 where we, we won. We won the World Series, I believe. Rub it um, in. I'm, Rub at, it I, in. I'm at Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at Hooters, right, watching that game. 
Uh, I go to Hooters for the wings. I don't even. I'm not a big fan of all that other stuff going on there. They just have the best wings. I'm, I'm being so serious. But <laughs> and, and I was at Hooters, and I remember I was just sitting there on my phone in my Astros gear. I was like, "Oh, we're about to win the World Series." I look up and I see the Lucasfilm logo. Yeah. And I go, <laughs> "What's that?" And then I, I see the shot of Luke walking <laughs> into the Falcon and I shit you not I'm crying in the middle of Hooters dude I'm sitting there tears I'm like and my friends are like what's wrong with you I'm like I just saw Luke walk into the Falcon for the first time in like 30 years what do you mean what's wrong I'm, I'm so emotional <laughs> right now and I never thought in a million years that I'd be I'd be in the middle of a Hooters watching Game 7 of the World Series, and that's when I'd see Luke Skywalker walk into the Millennium <laughs> Falcon for the first time since we've seen, since Return of the Jedi, right. or uh, whenever, yeah, Return of the <laughs> Jedi. But and, and it, I, that's such a funny moment for me, and, and, it's, and I, I kind of just forgot it, but you just reminded me about that. We're talking about that scene. But. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious, too. You just reminded me of a very <laughs> similar story. I had the exact same experience. I was not at a Hooters but I was, um, I was at training. Uh, it was like a training week for my job. So I was out with a couple of, of people mm. at a bar and watching the same game. And I did not even have any inkling of an idea that there'd be a new Star Wars teaser. So, and I, I had the same exact thought. I'm like, yeah. that's the Lucasfilm logo. What the hell? Uh, and then I saw the first shot. I'm like, that's new. Oh, that's new. That's also new. Oh, okay. Oh my God. Uh, and I started freaking out and then it just ends. And I'm like, how can any of you carry on a normal conversation right now? Like star Wars just happened. Yeah. And the, the great thing about it. And, and it seems like we had the exact same experience was it was so natural. It was like really such a surprise moment. And I, I love that moment for me yeah. because it's like, you know, in, in a day and age where things break online or you get scoops, um, it was so pure. And so like, such a surprise and such a, like something I did not mm -hmm. expect at all, which is why the reaction I had in that bar, right? which is probably why like most, my, most of my friends walked away from me and was like, we don't know him. That's what made <laughs> it so special. I was like, wow, we don't, you don't get that experience every so often, uh, when everything is leaked or everything is, um, ported on. So, um, just a funny moment. I, I'm so glad you brought that same moment up. So, yeah. you know, thousands of miles apart we were having the same shared experience and i'm sure a lot of other people as well yeah. out there in the star wars uh fandom and so and, and, and man that that that's what star wars is you know that's it, it, we're, it's it's this this franchise and these films that that no matter where you are you can find someone who loves it as much as you do like dude like we don't know each other or, or we've never met in in, in person but we're sitting here having like an hour over an hour long conversation about this, this thing that we mutually love so much. And that's, it's such a rare thing. And, uh, anybody who is this big of a fan of star Wars, um, or a big of a fan of anything, um, you're really lucky because there's a lot of people who don't like anything as much as we like star Wars. Right. And, uh, and, and people, I tell people all the time, I'm like, you wish you liked something as much as I like star Wars, because, that if if I'm feeling down or if I'm sad, I can just pop in a Star Wars movie, or I can go watch one of the new Star Wars trailers or an old Star Wars trailer, and I, it'll make me feel better. You know what I mean? And so we're we're all yeah. very lucky to have this 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 thing that we love so much in our lives, and and it's uh it's really it's really amazing. It's it's really fantastic how it brings people together. Um, even though some yeah. people like to 
try to tear us, tear it apart. You know, some of these uh, mm-hmm. fandom menace people. I talk about these guys all the time. I give them too much airtime, but they're they're the they're the worst. And um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 we're not gonna let them ruin it, though. You know, they're 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 terrible. They're terrible people. And um, I, I I mean, if they're listening, hey, you're you're you. I don't like you. You're not. I'm not a big. You're you're. You, they they try to tear us apart. They try to ruin it. But yeah. Um, but we're not gonna let them because we love Star Wars and we enjoy what we like to enjoy and we have our friends yeah. in this community that enjoy it as well. And that's what matters, you know? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, you know, here at Friends of the Forest, we're just all about positivity because first and foremost, we're just Star Wars fans and we just want to love. Um, and I don't like the phrase, like, I've, I've, I've seen this thrown around a lot, like, you know, mindlessly loving Star Wars. Who are you to say, or who is anybody to say, like, how I love Star Wars? Mm-hmm. I don't mindlessly love anything, yeah. but I sure as hell am always going to be a Star Wars fan no matter what. I don't care what happens. And right. to you, that might mean mindlessly loving something but that's what makes me happy and that's why i started this podcast because yeah i just love talking about it and the fact that right. i can message you who i've never met or have never talked to before i started all this mm-hmm. and say hey man you want to come on the show and talk about star wars the millennium falcon for an hour like sure great that is what this is about yeah. and i think you hit the nail on the head so um exactly. and that's what we've been doing so yeah i love star yeah. wars and and speaking about my my favorite moment from the sequel trilogy with the falcon is hands down crate that is i don't know what it is about that scene but every single time i watch it i i get so emotional and it's like when rose you're like i'm like oh my god please don't let anything happen to rose (laughs) and she's like they're on to me destroys three tie fighters with like one missile or something i'm like holy crap it's great and and every time i watch that scene i I get a new appreciation for it i mean you have so many great moments um finn going oh you know i was gonna say kylo ren's blow that piece of junk out of the sky it's so good i might probably just piece all of your audio levels by yelling but but no like it's it's amazing and that that one line is you were i i mean I might, you know, you're, you're sitting here maybe changing my mind, honestly, because you're making me think about that scene and that that whole scene, especially the one where uh, the Falcon blows up three TIE fighters at once is yeah. just pure Star Wars, pure Star Wars. And, and, when, and when Kylo yells, blow that piece of junk out of the sky and, and, and all of it that I, I that there's like a minute and a half span. And it's like the most Star Warsy piece of star wars ever and it's like when this <laughs> when when kylo yells that when finn yells woo and like all that stuff like it's i know exactly what you mean you might be changing my mind that might be my favorite yeah. star wars 
uh, my favorite uh, Millennium Falcon moment in the sequel trilogy. And it's a great Kylo Ren moment because that, I mean, to me, that line means so much more than just like a funny, like, oh, he really hates the ship. Like, no, like that is like literally, again, going back to the Falcon is so much more than a ship. It's a symbol. It's a a, a bundle of memories all in one piece of junk. And Kylo Mm -hmm. sees it. He's like, that's my childhood. Destroy it. You know, he talks about killing the past the entire movie. Yeah. There's another instance of it. You know, he's already killed Snoke. Now he wants to destroy the Falcon. He wants to keep eliminating remnants of his past because he thinks that's the right thing to do. And ultimately, when he's sitting there on the floor holding the dice, he realizes that is not the right thing. And he's he was gravely mistaken. And that's kind of what he's left with at the end of The Last Jedi. So it's such a great line from Adam Driver mm-hmm. and brilliant acting. But the last time I watched it, I thought, this is really weird. This is Chewbacca just going completely crazy with the Falcon. He's pulling out all the stops all the different moves han solo has ever taught him and this is like when it matters the most and i even think of solo i'm like wow like that that moment of the kessel run is now feeding into maybe some of the stuff he's using here on crate trying to get through this cavern and he's just taking everything in his his memory toolbox to fly the falcon right now and do everything in his power to destroy these tie fighters So it, it adds even more weight to the situation and being like, he's almost like doing this for Han in a way. And I love Ray mm-hmm. in the cockpit going like, Oh, I love this. And that's just like such a funny yeah. line. I love that whole scene. And, and the, and the imagery by Ryan Johnson is brilliant. The color red, how it illuminates the cockpit of the Falcon and having the Porg do the, Oh, the Porg screen. Can't forget the Porg screen. That is. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw that in the trailer, I flipped out. I, w- I was so oh, excited. Yeah, so that is my favorite moment from from the Star Wars sequel trilogy for the Falcon. But there's a lot of great ones. Now, look, kind of looking forward yep. to the, the the Rise of Skywalker to start to wrap some things up here. But what do you, Noah? What do you think in the Falcon's fate is going to be? You know, I I really hope this thing does not get destroyed, and I hope Chewbacca doesn't perish, or I will riot. <laughs> so I would be really sad. Yeah. So what do you what are you thinking? I you know a little bit of speculation here. Res- speculate responsibly for those of you <laughs> listening. Man, I do. I re- I think I think Chewie and and the Falcon are both gonna gonna perish. Mm-hmm. I think I think that um, Chewie is gonna sacrifice himself uh, and the Falcon at some point in this film. They're gonna maybe kind of pull a Vice Admiral Haldo kind of thing. Yeah. Where they, you know, which is just a great moment. And then I think I think that's that something similar might happen. Um, one thing though that I think is gonna happen in this movie. Um, well, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it would be a, a, an amazing moment. And uh, for someone like yourself who is a big fan of Ben Solo, I think you're, you would love this. Is I think we're going to see Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren pilot oh, God. the Falcon at some point in this movie. No, you're making me sweat. Th- oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I I I think we're gonna. I think I think we will see that. Um, I it maybe after he turns. Uh, after he after he's. Uh, if, if he does turn, if, you know, cause I, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure he will, I think that's the direction they're going to go in. So if he turns, maybe he's like talking to Ray, he's like, I'll take the Falcon and then gets in there and <laughs> oh like, you gosh. know, is flying yeah. it. Maybe Chewie's still alive at that point. Maybe Chewie's in the co-pilot. Oh seat my with God. Him. That um, would be incredible. <laughs> it would be amazing. And I would, uh, that's what I'm saying. I would love to see something like that. Um, I think, I, I think it's definitely a possibility. Uh, but we'll just have to see here in just a few months. Yeah. Um, but I do think in the end of this movie, 
Chewy, maybe not, not Chewy as much, but I do think the Falcon is going to be yeah. um, going to turn into the piece of junk that you know we know it is, and then it will really just be just a big piece of junk because I think it'll be destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, I you literally stole the words out of my mouth because I was gonna say that was what I would want to see too is Ben Solo flying it. And I know I t- I've talked to girls with sabers a lot uh, about this. And mm-hmm. um, if you're listening, go listen to some of their episodes on, on Ben Solo. But um, you know they they've talked about the lightsaber being kind of like Excalibur. And I, I think if, uh, if if Kylo Ren's to become Ben Solo Skywalker once again, um, he's gonna have to take up the weapon of his grandfather and the uh, the ship of his father. He's going to have to like embrace all those old, old symbols of his, his lineage. So that would be really cool to see him fly the Falcon in some fashion and just like all of a sudden be this amazing, we already seen him be an amazing pilot. His grandfather was, his father was, it runs in the family. So it's not going to be hard for him to just Mm -hmm. pick up the controls and to think of him doing it with Chewbacca, which it might be hard for Chewbacca to, to forgive him for what he did, but you know, maybe he can make a pitch for it and say, you know, even mm-hmm. if he's not forgiving him in that moment, say, Hey, we got to just do this right here. And now let's, let's talk about this after. Um, and that would provide for even like a huge emotional punch, um, for the audience. So I really Definitely. hope the Falcon doesn't get destroyed. You know, I, again, I, I'm a big advocate that that's the one thing Ben Solo will carry with him along with the lightsaber, um, to mm. end the movie and to end the saga on. And I think too, I think the, the Falcon can be like a MacGuffin of sorts. I know a lot of people have been saying the C-3PO will be the MacGuffin or one of the droids, you know, maybe the Millennium Falcon will be one of those relics yeah. uh, in hundreds of years that people look back on and are like, that's the Falcon. That's the thing that destroyed the Empire and yeah. it destroyed the First Order and it helped bring balance to the Force. And it was piloted by two of the most influential Jedi and Ben Solo and Rey, you know, mm-hmm. and it could be a, just a, a, a story point. And even if it does get destroyed, maybe it's a, there's a shrine in its memory of what's left, whatever's left over. Definitely. I think that would be, be kind of interesting, but I, I really hope Chewbacca doesn't die, man. And we talked about man's best friend. Yeah. Uh, I lost a dog a couple years ago and yeah. I'm like, I can't watch my on-screen pet now die too. Yeah. Like I can't do it. Um, that would be, that would, that would wreck me. You hate to see the dog, you know, the dog die, you know, and especially in, in movies, you know, it's like, it's yeah. like, you know, it's like when you're watching a movie, it's like, better not kill that dog. And, and yeah, I do yeah. think that um, I do think that Chewie is going to bite the dust into this one, and I will definitely be bawling in the theater. I will be yeah. I will be crying harder than I ever have before. Yeah, you know when I see when I when I see that. But uh, I do think it's going to be a really um, an emotional moment if they do that, and I think it, it it'll it'll definitely be effective um, in, in, within the film itself. And yeah. hopefully it's for a good cause. You know, I mean, or hopefully you know it's a really heroic moment that Chewie goes out on. Uh, if he does die and, um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, to wrap things up here, we actually have one Twitter question I posted while we were recording this, but Benjamin Ackers, uh, at Chinsey Beatnik, he wants to know, what do you think is the dirtiest joke the Millennium Falcon has ever heard? I think that's a fun, that's a pretty good question. Yeah. The dirtiest joke the Millennium Falcon has ever heard. Yeah. Oh man. Well, you know, with Han solo in the cockpit you know he you know he's probably is a pretty you know he's pretty uh i bet he has some raunchy jokes <laughs> but um gosh i don't know well you know l3 though she you know she's deaf she, she's part of the brain of the falcon yeah so she probably has some good jokes herself i don't know that's really hard i'd have to think about that one what do you have a, do you have an answer for that because i don't right at the moment uh, i i can't i can't think of anything honestly um i would I think it's easier for me to answer who has told the dirtiest joke on the Falcon. I think that's a little easier for me to say. And I think it would actually, yeah. 
I agree. I think it actually could be L3. And speaking of L3 too, yeah. we forgot to mention how how uh, incremental she was in the Kessel Run and the fact that she was able to upload her her conscience into the Falcon and that is the, the personality of the Falcon's great. One of the best storytelling yeah. elements that was added into the Star Wars universe I've seen. But yeah, yeah, I think she would be the one to do it. I think she'd be, make some witty remark to the Lando and maybe they're having a party on the Falcon one day and she tells a dirty joke when they're all drinking and they're like, yeah. this is a little much for us. <laughs> <laughs> definitely no L, i think we agree on that for sure l3 definitely probably is t- has told the dirtiest joke uh people listening though because i i like the question um who, what was the guy who asked it who, who asked the question it was uh benjamin ackers at chintzy beatnik benjamin you, great question man and um i think that uh what i what i personally would like is anybody who's listening uh if you if you have uh, and answer yourself please tweet at, uh, at us and, and tell us that because i like the question and i yeah. wish i had a good answer for it but i want y'all tweet tweet your answers at us and that 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 that'll be really entertaining if i get a response. <laughs> one final thought here just to kind of put everything on a nice uh, t- tie a nice little bow around our entire conversation i really enjoyed this this topic what does the falcon and its pilots what does that all mean to you kind of in a nutshell <sighs> well um, one thing that I think the pilot means is, is, is we, back, I mentioned this earlier and then when, when, when Han says she make 0.5 past light speed, you know, she might not look like much, but she's got it where it counts. And in this day and age, it's, everything is about how you look, you know, what you're wearing, you know, what, how, how do people see you physically? Uh, but you know, it's really what's on the inside that counts, you know? And I think that's such a cheesy uh, thing to say but it's true and i think in this day and age people need to hear that the most um and it's it's not all about what's on the outside it's if she may she, you gotta wear accounts i mean if you're good if you got a good heart and uh, that, that's what matters mm-hmm. appearances aren't always everything it's probably why the millennium falcon juked out the empire quite a few times so. exactly they underestimated it yeah i would say for me the the falcon represents home you know, in the, in the Star Wars universe, we do travel to a lot of different places, a lot of different planets. The Rebellion always tries to establish new bases, whether it's Yavin, Crate, Hoth, now Batu coming up in, in the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. But regardless of where they fight, home is always where the Falcon is. Yeah. And I think that's why the ending of The Last Jedi is one of the best, because you have the entire what's left of the Resistance on the Falcon. And when Leia says, you know, we have all that we need to me, that's saying like, listen, this is home. Like it doesn't matter where we find our, our next base. It doesn't matter where we establish everything. Like everybody that's on this Falcon and this Falcon itself, this is all that we need to fight. Yeah. And it's proven time and time again, that it's our star Wars home. It's the place that we can always feel comfortable in. And when we're having a scene in that inside that ship, it feels right. And it feels emotional and it brings back a lot of good memories just like any home does so that that to me is what it represents absolutely that's a great answer man yeah so noah thank you again so much for coming on the show today this was a a, a tremendously fun episode to talk about you know we 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 put a little uh, a few bullet points on this google doc but we really really went (laughs) off the rails and just talked about it and and again that's the power of star wars Mm -hmm. um we can just have a chat on it just on a couple of bullet points. So Absolutely. tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and where they can listen to the Kessel Run Radio. So you can find find me on Twitter at Outlaw Noah and on Instagram at the Outlaw Noah. 
uh, and follow my podcast, Castle Run Radio, on Twitter and Instagram at Castle Run Radio. And uh, I actually recently uh, I've made I've I've only I've announced this on Twitter a little while ago, but I'll I'll, I'll announce it here as well. But uh, my yep. show, Castle Run Radio, it's on YouTube, uh, and it, right now episodes come out every Wednesday. But whenever we recorded this on the third the the twelfth of September, uh, but whenever this coming Monday. Kessel Run Radio will be three episodes a week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm really excited to do that. Go check out my channel, Kessel Run Radio, on YouTube to uh, stay up to date with all that. And uh, thanks so much for having me on, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, I I, I greatly appreciate you taking time out of your night. And um, I'm sure this will not be the last time you're you're on Friends of Force. You're officially initiated in the uh, Friends of the Force club. I'll come on uh, whenever It's a very you want. special club. Yeah. I promise we're really cool here. And it's, and by we, I mean it's just me. <laughs> we all are Friends of the Force here on the show. Absolutely. So thank you again, Noah, for, for coming on the show. And for those of you out there, make sure you go follow his podcast. Listen to it three times a week. That's a lot of good content coming your way and a lot of good Star Wars thoughts to have from him. He's had some pretty cool guests on his show recently, including looks like Mark Riley from uh, Collider and, and Mark Ellis, both yep. of whom are, are great guys in the Star Wars community, and they're really, really funny. Mm-hmm. For all of you listening, you can find us at Friends of Force on Twitter and at Friends of the Force on Instagram. And make sure you can listen to us. Uh, you can listen to us on Google, Apple, Spotify. Make sure you rate the podcast wherever you do listen help others become one with the force become a friend of the force and also consider joining our patreon where you can help financially back the show starting at just one dollar a month and that gets you some extra exclusive content early episodes you name it huge thank you to our current patrons we have aldranian rose charlie skywalker neil lowry gina sanders timothy and real farm boy and lastly friends of the force is part of the star wars escape pods network uh, that is at We Are Escape Pods on Twitter. Again, the Star Wars Escape Pods Network, promoting positivity and fandom. So, Noah, thank you once again for coming on the show. Uh, we will have you back eventually. And you're going to uh, eventually at some point teach me how to make the castle run in less than 11 seconds. Or eleven or less 11, than 11 parsecs. I will try. <laughs> I got to master yeah. it myself. Also, let me just throw in, you have a bunch of amazing patrons. You have Neil... Alder- Alderanian Rose, Rural Farm Boy. The, the, I love all those people so much. Um, and uh, yeah. happy they support they, your show. They are a great group of people. Yeah, they're. Um, I, I'm very thankful for all my patrons and um, for them and anybody listening to the show. We really couldn't do it without you. So um, thank you all again so much. And until next time, we are all ones with the Force. We're all friends of the Force. And may the Force be with you always. <laughs>